0: is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.iamwomanproject.com.au. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at I Am Woman Project and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. We have Melissa Collins, The Voice. Melissa Collins grew up in Kendron in Brisbane, where Kendron was a bit of a daggy place to live. The daughter of a detective, questions like why, how, where, what and when usually had fascinating and sometimes gruesome answers. And this is how a storyteller was born. With a voice once described as a big warm hug, Melissa got her start in commercial radio at a time when women were usually relegated to support roles in brekkie shows. Melissa insisted on having her own programs and continued to do just that for stations right across Queensland and New South Wales. Melissa writes content with a passion for getting to the core of the subject with charm and authenticity, bringing out what is true for the client, and as a fiction writer, she can say whatever she likes and she does. So sit back, tune in, and enjoy. Welcome to I Am On Project. Melissa Collins, how are you today?
1: I'm fantastic. How are
0: you, Katherine? I'm very good. I'm actually just trying to remember your uh, nickname as we were having our conversation. What was it again? <laughs> Lissy Lou. Lissy Lou. Lissy Lou. That's it. So, uh, Melissa, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and a little bit about what you do?
1: I have been telling stories now pretty much my entire working life. I fell into radio when I was uh, almost 20. So for quite some time now, uh, over 25 years, I've been uh, a broadcaster. I have, lots of things I've done in my radio career include writing editorials and um, working in talk radio. So I had to do lots of research and writing of stories there pro- as a broadcaster, presenting programs, uh, music and uh, current affairs, um, interviewing lots and lots and lots of people. I've also done copywriting uh, and then l- later, most recently, I uh, decided that I didn't want to work for anyone else anymore. I just wanted to work for me. So I started uh, voiceovers from home and writing from home and I do freelance writing. Uh, I've just started doing interviews uh, and podcasts, so that's all very fun. And uh, getting to work my own hours and doing my own thing is pretty cool. It means I'm kind of I've, – I've kind of uh, – lost the constraints of um, having to follow everybody else's rules. I'm more and more following just mine, and, and that feels pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and I think that when you shared with me exactly what you did, some of your voiceovers <laughs> were so, I was like, oh, my gosh, I know that. I know. I always, people always say to me, is there anything
1: that, that you've done? <clears throat> Excuse me. People always say to me, is there anything that you've done that I might know? And then I say to them, are you sure you want to know? Because as soon as you hear it, you're just going to get sick of it. You're going to hear me everywhere. (laughs) And they go, no, no, I do. And then, you know, like weeks later, oh, my God, I hear you all the time. I'm so sick of hearing your voice. So, yeah, there's all kinds of things I do. Can you hear me on? Mm. I was
0: having a good good giggle because when you said to me, oh, you know, you'll see. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I do know these. It's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So, Melissa, that must have been a big jump for you going from working for somebody else and then. Diving into your own projects, um, how how did that the whole transition piece? How was that for you? It was
1: it was really scary actually because I'd always had the support of a dynamic and uh, adrenalized working environment where you know there was lots of people and everything was always happening and time was potent you know you had to get everything right to the second it was quite a pressurized environment to just this flowing quiet easy paced lifestyle it was it took some time to get used to I kind of think I was addicted to the adrenaline actually I think I was addicted to the rush of being in that kind of environment so it was quite a shift and you know when people have this image of when you work from home that you spend most of your time in your pajamas and <laughs> and I did it was this kind of like what's the point I don't have to get dressed I don't have to do anything I could just lie here and I just have these endless cups of tea with my friends and procrastinate you can I kind of went completely that the other way and then freaked out about it so I did find my level eventually now it's pretty good I I can happily say I usually get out of my pajamas before 10 and and I do have quite rigid and strict you know expectations of what I'm supposed to do I don't always follow them but I they're there.
0: Yeah, I think I I think you have to have a really strong plan, don't you, and stick to them as yeah. to what you know, what time you're going to start, you know, and getting dressed, getting yourself in that frame of mind to actually, you know, create, uh, you know, especially with you because you create you do a lot of writing, voiceovers, mm. broadcasting, so there's a lot of creation um that's involved, so you really need to be in that space to be able to do that.
1: Yeah, I have to. And uh but there are times there's been times, like it's been ten years now since I um started working for myself, but there's been times when that that my personal life, <clears throat> excuse me, so there's been times in my personal life where things have been uh, quite catastrophic. you know, there's been some real pain, which then also affects my ability in this creative fields uh, to to want to get out there and promote myself and do the work as, you know, of course I always tried to do the work as well as I could, but the, you know, when you're down or when you're not at on top of your game, it's really hard to stay there when there's all this other stuff going on. And I, and I really struggled with that for a while. Um,
0: and I guess, Melissa, for our listeners, I just wanted to sort of explain as well, bless you, mm. as Thank to you. why also I wanted to get you on the show, because when we spoke and you shared your story with your children and your separation mm. and where your children are, was quite incredible because it's a little bit different. And I thought that it would be really good for you to share your story, because I really think that there were. there's lots of other people out there uh, with the same or similar circumstances.
1: Yes, I quite publicly. I mean, you know, most people would just sort of go about their, their business doing it quietly, but um I think what happened with me was that I it had been 5 years my um ex-husband and I separated. And it wasn't until around like I'd been thinking about it for quite some time. I mean, it wasn't a spur of the moment spontaneous thing. There were people's lives and were going to change dramatically. By making decisions like that, and um, I, it wasn't until almost crunch time when I decided that to, to have the conversations with him about leaving and ending the marriage, when he uh, he he didn't he pretty much begged me not not to take the kids with me, and it didn't occur to me that I wouldn't. And once he'd said that, and I realized that he was actually going to be the one that had more, was in a better position to take care of them and in that regard and provide the stability. It wasn't that I was falling off the planet or anything. I was still their loving mother. It's just that of the two of us, he had certain things that they needed. Uh, He was better at them at that time. And I think in hindsight, if I'd known how hard it was going to be, I probably would have done something much more different it was very difficult it was very painful so in um <clears throat> excuse me in june of this year beginning of june i went down and there was a call for uh, to for people in my situation for mothers who leave their kids with the other parent or mothers who leave generally um was the name of the show sbs insight ran a program on that and they asked for people to participants to come on the show and talk about it and i and i thought i'll want to because you know i'm articulate it's been a hard road and i think that other women who are in that situation might find some you know something um, heartwarming and see themselves in 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 my discomfort and my pain with it and maybe feel better about themselves uh, most most people i've ever spoken to during this time uh, you know 80 well the stats are that 81% of in 81% of cases children stay with the mother So I'm in the minority and uh, there's been such backlash against me for doing what I did. It's not like I left them in the side of the road. I actually left them with their loving father who is quite capable of caring for them and I see them quite regularly. Um, You know, I do the every second weekend. I have them extended periods of time in the holidays. Um, Like, for example, just next week their dad's going away and I'm going to go and stay with them while he's away, you know, at in their home so that they can go to school and do their normal life. We have a pretty good relationship, my ex and I. It's not always ideal, obviously, but we try really hard for them and we're just getting on about the business of raising kids separately but together together. Um, but it's been really hard. But going on that program was just oh my god! I had no idea. I think an entire segment should be done on the uh, on on the disastrous and horrible effects of the of social media in the negative. You know, I really copped it for being on that show. I was viciously attacked, and you know there was lots of people who were really beautiful too and very supportive. But oh my God, that that's
0: awful. But, but Melissa, you're gonna get that. You know, you you're yeah. going to get people. Uh... Against you and you're going to get people that are supportive and say how courageous yeah. of you because in the re- reality from from our discussions I mean that would have been a really hard choice to make when and how often have uh, you know an individual found themselves in this situation where they're not happy in their relationship um, and there's another lady that I had spoken to some time ago she wasn't happy in her relationship and. Um, you know, to the point where she actually uh, couldn't leave her children and the same thing had happened to her. Her husband said to her, you can't take the children and kind of threatened that if you, you leave, mm-hmm. leave, but the children stay with me. And yeah. she uh, tried to take her own life yeah. um, until she realised that she had to leave. And, you know, and her children were took them a long time to uh, get over the fact that, you know, and understand the reality because it's not like she had a choice. And yeah. it's a hard decision to make, you know. It's like, do I sacrifice me for my children and my mm. happiness, or do I, you know? And, and it is a tough uh, situation to be in. It's, it's a,
1: yeah, you're damned no matter what you do. And I think that, uh, I think in the end, it was the right decision. Absolutely, you know. Uh, they're happier. My my uh, ex husband said to me about two years after the after that time. Um, He said to me, I was just so, you know, I was so cut up about it and so I missed them so badly, the everydayness of them, you know, the get up, find mum, have a hug, brush your teeth, where's your socks, you know, I missed all that, I don't do that anymore and uh, my ex-husband said to me, you know, you should see us, we're really good we're a good team and we're doing it and not everything's perfect but we're okay we're okay now, you did a brave and scary thing and we didn't i didn't like it at the time but we're okay now would you please let yourself off the hook would you please just have a life for yourself now and i remember thinking at the time well wow, that's really kind it's a really beautiful thing to say um and it and it kind of sunk into my bones a bit at the time thinking you know it's okay i didn't i didn't do anything wrong i just made a really painful decision at a time when some painful decisions had to be made. And uh, I don't know. I understand why women stay. I understand why women leave. I understand why men do too. And I think too that, you know, uh, my sons uh, will have a healthier respect and a healthier, more balanced expectation of the role of fathers in in the raising of children they will not see men as you know buffoons and foolish people that kind of every now and then help out you know i don't know if you've seen how some mothers they kind of corner the market on mothering they think that they're the best there is and that they're better than the father it's just not the case if you step out of the way and let them parent too you know where they make jokes about them and belittle them Mm. and you know and i've seen i've seen it you know, frequently where men are belittled by, by other women or whatever for their incapabilities when if they're just given half a chance, they can parent just as well. They've, they bring other things that, that mothers don't. And in, in letting go of the reins of owning motherhood or parenting and cornering the market on that, women also have a chance to shine in other ways if they share the load. I'm not saying this is all about men and women. It's just, in my case, it's about me and their their father. But I think other women make it really hard for themselves.
0: I think it's all about equality and, and more now. Yeah. You're starting to hear the co- conversations where women are coming back into their environment. There's a couple of um, of uh, my clients who had children have come back into the environment and it's their husband staying at home with their children yep. um, because they earn more money and they stayed with their children for or the child the first six months and then yep. back at work to do their thing. And they kind of swapped it over so that, you know, and I think that's a great thing. You know, it's, it's yeah. not common but it's starting to come out, out, you know, out in conversations a lot more than it used to maybe, you know, five, even ten years ago.
1: Yeah. I think, though, what, what was bothering me, and I'm, I'm pretty good with it now because after that, after you know, when you go on a national television program and declare something scary that a lot of people have a strong opinion about, and then you I had to deal with the fallout with social media and I'm okay with it now I understand it now I understand it a whole lot better now than I did when I was right in the middle of it I just wasn't prepared and I don't think you can be prepared but I think that um, having done that uh, it sort of loosened up a whole bunch of things about the way I've moved through the world and it doesn't bother me anymore when people say things like oh I could never do that Which implies, you know, meaning I couldn't leave my children, which implies, well, what kind of woman does, you know? Oh, my children are my life, which implies that my children are not a big part of mine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Of course. and so there's all this backhanded stuff, you know. I even know friends of mine, they're not, I went to school with them, who are building on additions to their homes for their 20-somethings so that they can stay for as long as they want. They can't imagine ever not being with their children. I think, oh, that's not really healthy either. But I, I don't know.
0: I don't know. I mean, you know? you know what? I always say there is no right and wrong. And I think, and I even say this to my son, you know, I was never given a book on how to be a parent. No. And, you know, life, it's it's what you create and you just don't know sometimes how it's going to all pan out, you know, and it's, I think, you know, even with us, you know, I think that everything happens for a reason and it, mm. and there's always... And sometimes we don't see it till we look back and go, oh, I I get why this happened, you know. And I think with you also, what it allowed you to do is really deep dive into what you've created for yourself. And I'm sure Hmm. you see yourself now and say to yourself, I wouldn't be here, I wouldn't be where I am right now if I didn't do what I did. And I would be creating this amazing uh, business of mine, sharing other people's stories to inspire other people and change the world with your stories. Absolutely not. One of the first things I did
1: when uh, the marriage ended and I picked myself up off the floor and had to move around, you know, make more money and have time for myself. I had lots of that all of a sudden after years and years of not. And um, I started writing novels. And it was fantastic. That part was awesome, you know, because I had the emotional space and the time and the quiet in order to do that. And it's not that I, I'm i suggesting that all women should not be mothers and leave their kids or anything like that. It's just that the way I had been living. When you're unhappy, I was unhappily married. And theres, there's you sort of pull up when you're unhappily married. You're kind of all the time juggling your emotional life, trying to find some peace, I remember, you know, the kids were unsettled and not, they just, I don't know, unhappily married couples do not make the best parents, you know. And uh, once we'd separated and I had more time and the kids would settle down, everything kind of found a whole new level where I was able to do more with my life than I had been when I was unhappy, you know, and they were able to, Uh, relax into different forms of behaviour and enjoying times with their dad in in ways they hadn't before because I was always there and their dad was always doing something else. So, you know, so, yeah, creating a business, building a business, uh, creative outlets, excuse me, writing, more writing and then writing some more was just fantastic. Mm.
0: So, Melissa, with the benefits of hindsight, what would you Mm. find differently in your life or career? (laughs)
1: I would have trusted myself more. You know, I would have, uh, in that program actually, uh, Crystal Kinsella, she was one of the other women on the program, on the SBS program, she said uh, at the end, you know, uh, I'm backing myself now. I don't want to keep talking about this. I just, I believe in what I'm doing and I'm going to back myself 100%. And I remember hearing that thinking, wow, that's such a cool thing to say. That's such an empowered place to be. Mm -hmm. And I wished when, you know, years ago that I had, had that insight, you know, where I go, right, it stops now. This judgment of myself, this harsh treatment of myself, not everybody else was doing it. A few people, but not many, not the whole world, not like I was doing it to myself. You know, if I'd backed myself and believed in myself and and not been so hard on myself... You know? but,
0: but I think that, you know, there's, there's also, there's so much in the the journey, the, the process in itself and the learnings. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that, you know, you've come to that now, but have mm. a look at where you were before to where you are now. And without that experience, you know, it, you wouldn't be who you are today. You know, I always look Absolutely. at that. I always look at that. You know, everyone has a story. And you, when we look back at them, you know, I embrace them. I'm so grateful for those experiences because I would not be the woman I am today. As much mm-hmm. as I can't connect to that person I was once upon a time, I'm so grateful. And I remember her. I will always remember her. And she is an, a, a, an aspect of who I am, yeah. but not not who I am today.
1: I think about that unhappy woman I was sitting on the farm in Warwick where I was making those tough decisions about leaving and I think about the woman that I was and I think that woman was extraordinary. I think that in her fear and in her um, discomfort, she forged something. She, She became me. You know, that's where I started this was back then and that angst and the sadness and the grief. And I think that woman was pretty amazing. Mm. You, never, you never see it at the time. But wow. when you're in, when you're in a hellacious place, you know, looking back, that woman mm. was pretty amazing. Look yeah. what she did. Look what she did for me to have this life.
0: Mm.
1: And that was very, very gutsy.
0: Yeah, and, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. That's very powerful to be able to see that. It's amazing. So Melissa, yeah. what's the best piece of advice that you have ever been given?
1: <laughs> Some advice has been all from my father. Oh, you're gonna ask me about the gold nuggets, aren't you? But it's <laughs> it's the same thing. Um best piece of advice. Um, let me think. Thank God someone will edit this out. Best piece of advice. To, I guess to be the best piece of advice would be that I should always be who I really am and that's good enough at any one time. For example, if today I've had I I'm feeling down and I can't I'm I'm not as creative as I would be say if I was feeling really good, but it's the best I can be and that's all I am and that's okay and it's got to be all right. and I'm okay with that
0: that's perfect Mm. just perfect so what advice would you give your younger self now slow down enjoy the ride It's it's a hellacious
1: wonderful extraordinary ride and in all the the deep dark awful places that's where the pearls are that's where you you know anyone can be lovely when things are going well it's who you really are when things aren't going so great. That's when you find out where you where your strengths are and and what kind of amazing person you are.
0: Yeah, no, so true, so so very true. Um, so as you're speaking to me, I'm sitting here listening to you, and it's it's that would be a great quote in itself what you just said. Then, so um, I just think that should be your quote for sure. Yeah. So, do you worry much? Do you does anything sort of keep you up at night, or you know, or do you being so creative? Do you sit there in bed thinking of things that you can write about, or? Oh yeah, sometimes I write entire books,
1: you know, notes, and it comes to me in a dream, and then I just grab a notebook and I start writing, or things that I worry about in the night. It's always about the kids, you know.
0: I think any mother does that.
1: Are they okay? Are they going to be okay?
0: How's he traveling? It's oh, mm-hmm. amazing. So what kind of books do you write? You obviously do a lot of writing.
1: Uh, women's novels. fiction. Yeah, women's fiction. And I started I started writing some erotica stuff too a while ago. That was for, oh, for a little Catholic girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, but I haven't really gone back to that. It's mostly women's fiction. And that means it's. I really despise that term chick lit. It's so. What is it? Sorry. You know chick lit?
0: All right.
1: Mm-mm. it's so it's such a disempowering. Or Henlet, there's another genre called Henlet, which is just awful. That means women over 40, fiction yeah. for women over 40. They have nothing that describes men's work like that, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's women's fiction. It's storytelling for, for women. It's like the hero's journey for women. I, I just love It's like, getting back to what we've been talking about, you know, finding out who you are in the messy mix of life <laughs> and what you do with that. And I always, and I'm a sucker for happy endings. I just I just love them. So I write happy endings. I don't care if people don't like that. I like it. Yeah. And I'm sure other people will like it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm sure they would. And there's nothing wrong with writing. Uh, you know, getting in touch with your root chakra, I like to call it. <laughs> and there's Is that nothing right? wrong with song I mean, have a look at Shades of Grey. You know, she I know. did that herself. She really got you know into that. Uh, she connected with that part of herself and mm. and write a massive, you know, fantasy about it all. I think, you know, why not? If you well, can, uh, you know, imagine it and, you know, and write about it in such a way that it will uh, connect with, you know, um, other people, why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think that writing, there's no right and wrong. It's what you feel. No. I mean, for me it's like, I like to write depending what's coming through at the time. I'm not saying that I channel stuff, but I kind of do channel stuff. It really mm. depends on a day-to-day, week-by-week basis. What you know, and I get ideas coming through. Write them down, and yeah, you know. And I, I, kind of what I do every every uh, once a week. I actually sit down my Sundays and I write. And I've got all these ideas, so I can just it just flows through. But um, mm. they come through, and I think you just got to whatever comes to you is what you need mm. to write.
1: Yeah, I think that uh, I'll probably be doing more over the next little while. I've had all these like when you work, this is one of the downsides, if there's a downside uh, of working for yourself is that, you know, uh, I was telling my husband about this the other day about how if my computer goes bung, I don't have a technical department that I can just send it to and get a replacement. I actually have to fix it myself. If I need to take care of my accounting, most of that i I'll I count it, but most of that—the the actual package, um, the car-based package—I've got to fix that. And you know, if um, if my car breaks down, I've got to take care of all of it because I'm in my business for myself. I can't just farm these things off. But I've had a lot of that technical—I don't know—for some reason lately, there's been all this drudgery to deal with. But once it's come coming out the other side of it now, so that's good technical issues and tidying up issues and end of financial year issues and things like that uh, that and and I think also that's on the back of going on that program doing that SBS thing I think I uh, again that woman I was in the lead up to that is given birth to this woman now I'm re-energized refocused it was like a massive, I don't know. Maybe I was just blocking a lot of things. There's a lot of sadness and grief that that doing something big like that just uh, you know, let it all go. Yeah. And so I'm freer again, to be braver or more adventurous or more playful mm. while I'm tidying up all my bookwork. <laughs> but no, it has. It really freed up some stuff. I had such shame, and I was tired of it, and I needed to let it go, and it's and it's gone. Good. And I feel so free to have yeah. done that. And so, you know, now when people talk bad stuff, it doesn't bother me so much. It's gone. I'm not triggered. Yeah, that's such relief. I can only be, I can't begin to tell you. It's and wonderful.
0: That, and that's when you truly know you've let go. Is when yeah. you... and you've got to forgive yourself. I think that's the biggest part. And when you don't get triggered, then you know that's it's gone. It's when you still get triggered to other mm. people's comments or I would never do that, whatever that may be. Um, mm. Then you know you've still got stuff to work through. But imagine what you are going to create now that you have this sense of freedom. There is no obstacles. There's just going to be flow. I know. Um, it's just I can't wait to see what's coming out. Um, I know. It's really exciting. Time. For you.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful. It's exciting. And uh, I've got a lot of support and a lot of really cool friends and loving family. So I'm, I'm blessed, very blessed. Very blessed.
0: Very mm. blessed. So, Melissa, if you had to pick one word that best describes your personal brand, what would be that one word?
1: Authenticity
0: authenticity can I ask why you picked authenticity
1: well I try really hard to be that Uh, that's you know in uh, voiceovers or which is all about advertising but I try to I have a specific style anything I write for clients and commercial copy is about I say to them you know I have a I have a voice it's a strong voice I write like this have here's some examples I write honestly If you don't like it or you can't go there with me, then that's okay because I have other clients who can and who do, and I don't. Some it's challenging. Sometimes it's challenging to be that kind of real, and that's okay. You don't, you know, they don't have to. But the ones that do just love it, just love it because Mm -hmm. it's freeing. So I, I try to bring that into whatever I do. I don't always get there, but it's a great ideal.
0: Yeah, and I know what you're saying. When you're saying that, I've I've had that experience with you. When you really get to the guts of things, <laughs> you know, you re- right. really get down to the core of things. And um, mm. and I do. I see why you're saying authenticity because uh, it does very much resonate with who you are. Absolutely. Yeah. So Melissa, as we do with every show, uh, before we wrap up, we always leave our listeners with three golden nuggets. So what would be the three golden nuggets that you would like to leave uh, leave our listeners? I can't talk
1: today i'm stuttering (laughs) well you're doing very well actually um okay the three gold nuggets would be uh this is these are things i tell my kids uh and that is uh, be kind before everything else everything uh kindness first. Whatever you need to do next is fine, but so long as you're kind first. Uh, the second one would be always, even when it's there's violent opposition, you have to do what you think is right for yourself first because when you take care of yourself first and you do that, then everything else flows from there as well. And the last one is my dad's advice, um, and that is that I, um, you should never, ever ever, 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 ever give up, ever, <laughs> especially on a dream. And especially when you're right, never give up. So there you go.
0: Wow. Um. So I can see how that plays out with you because obviously you've just shared some of or a part of your life and you can see how you really do push through and never give up. So that's definitely come through <laughs> very strong. Um, do you ever, I have to ask you this question, when mm-hmm. you're saying never, ever give up, obviously that's mm-hmm. that's, do you ever have those moments where you think, I just can't continue um, and, I, you know, I, and you start be, becoming doubtful because we all go through that. And what is your trick to pass, you know, go through that, that big brick or that big wall that's right in front of you when you either because procre- you're talking about procrastination um, as well. Yeah. What do you yep. do to get through that?
1: I just try and soften the edges of any hard place. Um, for example, if... Um, I really hate book work. Like if if I could find someone else to do it and never ever look at any more accounting packages for the rest of my life, I'd be very happy. So I have actually over time just let it go for months and got into trouble and <laughs> had to go back and fix it all up. And ah! um, So what I do is I don't – I hear the words that I speak to myself, you know, oh, my God, I hate book work. Mm, well, that's not really going to help, is it? So I just sort of go, mm. Yeah, in this moment, it doesn't feel so great. All right, well, I really need to do it. Yeah, I don't feel like doing it. How about I do it tomorrow? All right, I need to have this much done. And so I just, you know, it's like that saying, how do you eat an elephant? It's like one bite at a time. So you just break it down. I have this habit of going hell for leather at certain things. Like one of my other things that I really am not very good at is um, generating new business by cold calling no oh, really really don't like that bit so what i what i have done in the past is i'll do you know i'll make phone calls all day and have this big list of people that I have to follow up and then i don't do it or i muck around with it and i don't quite you know there's always this so i try to just soften it instead of making 20 calls i go i'll just make three i'll just make three i can make three calls yeah i'll just make three so I just break it down into little manageable bits and, and I have personal little hissy fits while I do it. Like I'll lie on the floor, I'll <laughs> make tea, I'll phone a friend. I let myself play these little games of procrastination but then I, then I just gently bring myself back because otherwise I, if I engage with my inner rebel, nothing gets done. I'll just like stamp my feet and don't do anything you know if i start you must and it's, mm, that's not going to work so i have to just break it down and do little bits and then i have the sense of achievement and nothing builds on you know feeling successful like success so you know three phone calls i go yeah that's fantastic as opposed to none Yeah,
0: absolutely <laughs> i agree with you. breaking it down is a, way, a great way to uh push through procrastination oh, so, yeah. so melissa how do our listeners find you
1: I am at, my. have got my website is melissacommunications.com. I have uh, email, Skype, Twitter. I am on Instagram. I'm not very good at the Instagram thing, but I'm working on it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's
0: okay. So everyone can find you on uh, all that information on your website. Melissa, yep. thank you so, so much for coming on the show. It's been awesome. And thank you for sharing your stories. I'm sure our listeners uh, will connect with your story, and especially those that are actually going through that at the moment or have been going through that. I think they will love to hear what you had to say tonight. So thank you so very much.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure, really. I think one of the great gifts of painful times is that you kind of pave the way for other people.
0: Yeah. Thank you, you know, so much. No problem. Thank you so much. Okay, have a great night. Okay. That brings us to the end of the show. If you have any questions, please send us an email to jennifer at iamwomanproject.com.au or Twitter at iamwomanproject and we will get right back to you. If you were listening to this podcast on iTunes, please make sure you leave a review or rating about the show. We would love to hear your thoughts. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, please take care.